You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is episode 60 with Alexa Fisher. Welcome to the As Told by Nomads podcast, where you'll learn how nomads, third culture kids, entrepreneurs, and leaders all over the world embrace their global identity and use their difference to make a difference. And now, having lived on four different continents, here's your host, Tyo Roxas. Hey, how are you doing? This is me, obviously, but um, I would like to talk to you before the episode and ask for a quick favor. If you could go to As Told by Nomads on iTunes or Stitcher and leave a quick review or rating, it would help us tremendously to get noticed and also to help us to continue to bring more guests. Just talk about what you like about the episodes and um, just maybe share some of the ways you feel like the guests have helped you. So, Search As Told by Nomads on iTunes or Stitcher, leave a review, five-star rating, or whatever you feel, and enjoy the episode. Welcome, everybody. Today, I have with me Alexa Fisher. She's the founder of 1000 Watt Experience, and inspired by her work as a professional film and television actress, Alexa translates advanced performance skills into step-by-step guidelines for anyone desiring to maximize their personal presence. She teaches how to command the attention of a room, how to deliver powerful, engaging messages, and how to look effortless while doing so. Alexa believes that when you can stay connected to your true passion and project your message effectively, your light illuminates and inspires everyone around you. You know, on, on screen, she is, she is, you know, she's played the rich diva, <laughs> a hard-nosed lawyer, a pharmaceutical executive gone wrong, and a flirtatious psychiatrist, as well as a CIA detective. But on audio, she's about to add, as told by Nomads to the list, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. What a <laughs> lovely introduction. Yes, I like to keep my multiple personalities on television, um, but uh, but truly, what I'm passionate about is that thousand watt presence that I, I think that everybody has, everybody's born with, and so the key is to bring it out. So, yeah, thank no, you, thank you for having me here. You're absolutely welcome. And you know, I was going through the list, and I was saying early on when I was doing the you know the prep for you, I was fascinated by your background because I didn't realize I'd recognized you on some of the shows I was watching. So, why don't you help um, help the audience know a little bit more about who you are? You know your your background, why you started, and you know how you got to where you are today. Sure, sure, I'm happy to. You know, I like to take it all the way back to the beginning and say I really have always loved people. I, I I was the kid that went up to strangers and you know started chatting, and I was always just kind of performing in front of my family, and I just really loved people, and I translated that into a love of acting, which is really about the business of studying human behavior and then being able to portray that. And I had a passion for theater, and I did plays growing up, and, and I really just loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. And it took me to um, Northwestern, where I got my undergraduate degree in, in, in acting and theater, and, uh, 
And then eventually I went on to the Yale School of Drama where it was a really, I've had like way too much acting training. But, I, <laughs> but I, I love Yale and I met some great people and had an amazing experience. And it's funny, but that institution really teaches you how to be a regional theater performer. I mean, you're really learning all the classics and you're, you know, you, you become very, very uh, adept at, at, you know, learning text and getting up and performing and all kinds of different things. Um, but the truth is, is that that's not really a career anymore. Mm. That's sort of a model, not to put Yale down, but that's really a model that existed, you know, maybe in the 60s or 70s. It, it just, it's not really a way to build a career. So shortly after I graduated, I ended up booking a part at the Mark Taper Forum, which is sort of the, one of the premier theaters in Los Angeles, even though I was based in New York. And I came out to L.A. and I appeared in this wonderful production called Glimmer, Glimmer and Shine uh, by Warren Light, who had won the Tony for Sideman, had this amazing experience, met all my agents out in L.A. And they're like, silly girl, like, why are you doing theater in New York when you could come and do television in Hollywood? <laughs> um, so I, uh, my husband is from the San Diego area. So in a very short order, especially after um, September 11th, we decided to relocate and we and I started working in TV and film. But but the interesting thing happened, which is making films and television and commercials is such a different experience than being on stage. And I found that the business of making, um, of playing a character in that medium was was not nearly as much fun. And you didn't nearly get to delight as much in the characters and the work itself because there's simply so much standing around and waiting and and you don't get to experience the flow of, of, of uh, the dance that is theater. Right. And, um, and it was strange. So this started to really, you know, I was doing fine, you know, guest stars here and there. And I almost, you know, got on major roles and major television shows. And, but there was this sort of aching kind of, what am I doing here? Like, I don't totally belong here. Like, even though this is what I thought I wanted, and it's kind of going well, there's got to be more. Because the other part of me that I wasn't honoring along the way was the fact that I love business. And I love the idea of really making an impact and taking my spirit and putting it to work to make a difference in the world, which is, I'm sure, why I'm so drawn to your work, because <laughs> um, we're kindred souls. Um, so, so it really culminated one day on the set of Bones, and I was playing a lawyer, and we were, you know, 15 hours into the shoot, like some really long day, and we were, and and my character, something bad happened to my character, and I was had fake blood coming out of my mouth, and I'm laying on this filthy floor in, in the L.A. Times building, which is where we were shooting. And we were waiting for the lights and waiting for the sound and waiting, waiting, waiting. And I'm laying there and I literally had that moment where I go, oh my goodness, what am I doing with my life? Like, what? How did I end up here? Like, this is crazy. <laughs> and, um, and it was bad. I mean, it was really bad. I, I really started like almost panicking. Like, this is just, this is just, I don't, I don't belong. I don't mm. belong here. And, um, and I really like in that moment of waiting and waiting and waiting, it's not really hard to play like someone who's semi-unconscious and bloody on the floor. So you get to really think. And I, I really said a little prayer to the universe, like, give me a sign. I, I need, I, this, this is not it for me. This is not going to work. Even if I were to be on a wildly successful television show, um, this is not going to be enough for me. I want more. And sure enough, uh, three, four or five days later, I get a call out of the blue from a woman who I'd befriended on set years ago, who was a, an amazing makeup artist. And she started a new company and was doing executive makeovers for really, you know, CEO women. And she needed a media trainer. And she thought of me and she said, Alexa, I think you'd be great. And I want you to coach this woman who's flying in. And, and, you know, do you think that might be something you'd be interested in? And without me even thinking, I just said yes and I would yes absolutely what is she looking for and I just sort of slipped into it and it truly began my company very quickly because I met with her and then she wanted me to do other things and and one thing led to another and then well I guess I need a website well I guess I'm gonna make you know video video blogs and and it just that's how it began and when I stepped back from it I had to ask myself okay why why is this the natural translation. And for me, it boiled down to 
a saying that I had heard from my father-in-law, who was a television producer a long time ago. And he said, uh, people had asked him the secret of his success, because as an executive producer, he dealt with all the celebrities. And at the time, there were, you know, really major names. Um, and and he said, my, secrets is, my secret to success is I treat uh, stars like people and people like stars. That's what I, that's what I do in my business. Hmm. And, and I thought to myself, okay, take that notion and having been inside the industry and watching other people look at celebrities, it pained me that people would look at the airbrushed images of People magazine and they would put themselves down thinking that they're not beautiful enough or they're not rich enough or they're not good enough or they're not whatever enough. And they would put themselves down while, while looking at these artificially inflated human beings, which some are amazing and some are terribly flawed, and, but they're just people, just like everybody else. And so I made a commitment to myself to really help bring out that light, that superstardom, that it factor, help bring it out of everyday people. Whether you're a CEO, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a teen, I work with teens, whoever you are, that light exists inside of you. That's your star, your inner star. And to help people bring that out, that was my life's work. That's why I love people. And the fact that I have a lot of experience sort of being able to dissect human behavior and, and help people learn some practical skills, how to strengthen their voice and project confidence with their body language and be able to articulate their message. It was a really beautiful merging of both my entertainment background and, um, and my love of people and, and love of business. So that's why, that's where I am. Not, I mean, it's so, there's so many things I want to pull out of that. I, first of all, the first thing is realizing you know, you said you were on the floor there and then, you know, you had a little fake blood and you're like, why am I here? What am I doing? <laughs> I, I've had a few of those moments myself and, and it's, it's, it's not a comfortable feeling because, you know, I remember the first time I had it was I was working in a sales job right out of college. I think it was the first year I right out of college and job. And then um, I just woke up startled. I remember thinking, I can't do this for the next 50 years of my life. You know, I was 22. Yeah. No, just 22. Yeah. I was like, this is not possible. I mean, I, I was just so, it was cold sweats. It wasn't even warm or anything. And then I was so frustrated. And then the other one was when I got into a near life, life, uh, threatened, uh, car accident. And then oh I, my. I was, I was going to the same job and I was thinking, wow, this, this kind of, this, you know, what if my life ended here? I've not fulfilled it. And I, yeah. before I go into the other nuggets that you were talking about, I want to, you to talk a little bit more about the experience of actually overcoming that. Many people get to that point where they know they're not supposed to do what they're doing or they yes. don't have a fulfillment of doing it in, in that sense. But a lot of people don't actually take that next step and, you know, deviate from that plan because they, you know, they feel like there's no other path for them or it, it's already, it's going to devastate their lifestyle. They have kids, they have a right. wife or, right. you know, they're comfortable and they don't want to do that. Right. So what would you say? How do you yeah. illuminate well, yourself? I yeah, absolutely. It's a great question. To me, I think that those are the best moments in life. When your buttons are being pushed, when you are confronting some kind of fear or big question, that is the biggest gift. Mm. Instead of being in resistance to it, go into it. It is such a gift to be able to feel that resistance. If we did not feel resistance in our own life, it, life would be so boring. <laughs> we would just be just bored. We would be coasting and sort of enjoying things, but not really even genuinely appreciating that. I mean, remember, like, if you get really, really sick, you have the flu, or, you know, you're in a car accident, you're, you're faced with a challenging um, medical situation, on the other side of that, aren't you so appreciative of how great you feel? Right. Of how it, you know, and, and so if you don't have the contrast, you don't get to really appreciate all the good stuff. So to me, when I was in that moment, even though it was uncomfortable and scary and I felt like I was really facing the unknown, if you can, and what I did was I got open and I got deeply curious, deeply curious. Now the idea, the energy to me of curiosity is positive. It puts you in a place where you're, you're seeking, you're humble, you're asking questions, you're opening yourself up to possibilities. If you are freaked out or stressed out or, in, or suppressing those feelings of uncertainty, 
then in that negative place, it's much harder to receive information. It's much harder to be open and clear. It's much harder to attract people to you that might give you really invaluable insights into where you could get clearer direction about what feels right and what feels wrong. Yeah. Because once I, once I sort of opened myself up to that possibility, then came the chain of figuring out all the millions of decisions that, was going, that were going to sort of make up my, my path. What should I do? And I have to tell you, that even though there's these moments where you feel so excited about it, and then you do have those same moments where you're like, what am I doing and can I pull this off? Right. And I had one another pivotal moment that happened very early on in my sort of like, I'm going to create this business, like, and this is how I want to do it. And, and this was five years ago, so even there's a lot of technology that's changed since then. And I had this sort of miraculous opportunity to be in a small workshop with Seth Godin. Do you know who Seth Godin is? Seth Godin comes to me every morning at 6 a.m. without fail. Oh, good. I love him. (laughs) Of course, you know him very well. So I love him. He's a huge guru of mine. Read all of his books. Like, big, 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 big deal. And and I really was like so much so that he was coming to L.A. He was doing a book signing. And then he was offering this really small workshop. And I couldn't get tickets. I could not get tickets into it. Because, like, whatever it was open, like, it just wasn't happening. I was with my girlfriend the day of the book signing at 10 o'clock in the morning. I met her for coffee at a coffee shop in Culver City. And Seth freaking Godin was there. Wow. He's bald. He's so obvious to recognize if you know him. Yeah. And we went right up into, up to him. And we're like, we can't believe this. Like, you're, like this is unbelievable. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm so excited you're coming to the book signing. Here are two passes to come to the event today what like oh super hookup from the universe thank you so much that's insane totally insane so we get we get the special passes it's like a really intimate thing so i'm in i'm now like we've done the book signing we've had lunch we're in the sort of q a with seth godin and i raise my hand and i'm about to tell him about my big business and i do and i want to tell him about I want to make these videos and to teach communication skills on video and create this virtual program. Mind you, this is all before people were doing this. Right. And you know what Seth Godin said? It's not going to work. Seth Seth Godin says to me, I don't think it's going to work. I don't think it's going to work. And I'm like, and this is the thing. My hero, my marketing hero is telling me no. And I had to, I was reeling And then I said to myself, you know what, as much as I really like him and as much as I believe in him, I am going to move forward with my dream. It may not happen overnight, but I believe that I have a message to share on camera and I believe that people will be drawn to this work and I believe that I will make classes that will make an impact on people's lives and cut to today where I have, you know, like 10,000 students online seven comprehensive online courses, you know, leveraging those videos in a million different ways. And so to a certain degree, it's just the beginning, but it is working. So you have to, you have to navigate that path, going back to your original question, with that sense of curiosity and play. And that's when I do my best work. I absolutely love it. I mean, I've, people describe me as a rebel. I mean, I've, <laughs> and that's something that I, I definitely identify. One of the things that you were saying there was, is, um, and this is something that I, I've gained from traveling a lot, is, is that mindset of having curiosity and being open-minded. I think there's a certain quality with being open-minded enough to the point where you know what works for you. Um, there, there are many times mm-hmm. you, you, can, you, you listen to mentors all the time, but then you actually know yourself. Um, and you know how you how best you can maximize the ability and if you keep listening sometimes you might miss that um and one of the, my favorite books is how the world sees you by sally oh. hogshead oh i haven't oh i haven't seen that oh. book i'm gonna write that down oh Thank yeah you. how the world sees you and it's it's so it's so fascinating because it it, it um it, you know you have all these personality types the you know enfg MFT, but the difference with this is that it actually talks about you and actually pretty much what you're doing how to let that light shine mm. and the, if you're an introvert or if you're this or do you this type of person these are the things you can work on to maximize that and these are people you should work with so I'm, I'm always you know when you when when we you know, we you reached out to me and we talked earlier i was very very 
uh, I was just intrigued by you, you, the way you you have this one thousand watt experience, which we're going to talk about soon, and how you really focus on letting that light shine within that person. Because you said you see in the magazines people trying to do this, you know, this is Photoshop or that people not being happy with who they are or yeah. how they perceive to be. But I feel like a lot of of success comes from when you actually accept yourself as who you are, and yeah. then and then you know the, the rest you know becomes. Not easier, but it becomes more um, comfortable for you to deal with because you're comfortable with who you are and yep. you know your limits. So um, yep. I want to talk about your personal brand. So, you, you know, you had one of your someone reached out to you and then, you you know, it was like a sign after that, a few days after that, that shoot in, uh, in Bones. Mm-hmm. You wanted you then decided to go online this this thing with personal branding mm-hmm. and building an online business. Yep. Many, many people try. And many people fail, and many right. people, some people have tried, and enough people have had success. But a lot of people see the, you know, the banner ads. How I made ten thousand dollars a month, and yep. then everyone's like, oh, I want to do that too, and then they, they right. get frustrated when they don't, they don't do that. What is what has been, what are, what are some of your lessons and some of the mistakes you've made and some of the successes you've had from the initial journey? Oh, wow, wow, so interesting, so many things. You know, one of those big questions you have as an entrepreneur is, where do I hang my digital hat? So in other words, like, what's my domain name? I'll tell you, that's one of the biggest struggles that I had. So you're talking about this 1,000-watt presence, which is actually a course that I have, and it's a, it's a concept that emerged from a bio that I wrote. It was just sort of in my bio to, you know, that I help people unleash their 1,000-watt presence. Um, I think you called it experience, but it's actually a 1,000-watt presence. But mm-hmm. I always went back to this idea of building my website on alexafisher.com. Because even though I do have the, the, this program and I'm planning on writing a book of the same name, um, I, I believe that if you know, that we're, we're evolving and we're changing, and I am involved now in, in several different projects, and I wanted the flexibility of building something that really was a personal brand. I never saw my business as a bunch uh, you know, where I'm leveraging it and having you know, tons of, of different trainers that are teaching my methodologies to other people. Just didn't feel right. But in the beginning, I really struggled with where am I going to create my digital world? Is it around the name of a product? Is it, around the, is it, is it me? And if it's me, then it gives me the flexibility in the future to, to maintain that domain, to maintain my community, and introduce other things as they arise. So that could be physical products. It could be a continuation of multiple um, courses, which is the, is the case with me. It could be a book. It could be a podcast. But it kept my tribe underneath my, or within, with, within my world, because I have what I would call a personal brand at alexafisher.com. Mm-hmm. So that was sort of a big, um, a big decision uh, and, and one that, you know, really that I wrestled with. But it, I think it gives you the flexibility to evolve over time. And, the, and of course, we're going to be evolving over time. Technology is moving at such a crazy rate. When I began, there weren't even apps. You know, there weren't, there weren't so many of the things that, that, that we're experiencing today. And so who knows what it's going to be a year from now, two years from now, five years from now. So um, I think that was, that was, that was part of my, uh, my business vision that I had to really solidify before saying, okay, yes, this is it. This is what I want to build. Okay, so you had the domain name, and then the first thing you know, you said you wanted to create these courses. Why did you go about video and courses? Why did you feel like that resonated? You know, as a learner, I think everybody has different styles of teaching. Um, for me, uh, writing. You know, when people say well, you could just create articles, I thought, you know, I think that there, there's something, and it's probably my background um, on camera. But I'm not acting when I'm teaching, and I'm not acting when you see the videos that are on my blogs or in my courses. But for me, that's how I teach. The camera goes on. I'm so connected to my viewer. I've already mapped out what I want to say and what those sort of like golden nuggets that I'm delivering. But that's how I teach, by standing on stage, and even if the stage is in my studio, and speaking. And for me, it's a very different muscle than sitting down and outlining an article. And it's just a different process. I've had to become a much better writer, but my but my preferred way of communicating my ideas is live. So that's working one-on-one with clients. It's speaking from the stage, doing workshops, and, and speaking on camera. But when I started, very few people were doing video. 
And, uh, and I started doing video blogs. And then I quickly realized that despite Seth Godin telling me that it wouldn't work, I was like, I do think I can make a class. Like, you know, people say, what, what's that giveaway, right? The classic thing. What, what is the giveaway that you're going to offer on your website to, in exchange for somebody's email? Well, for me, instead of it being a book or an article, I was like, I think I want to do a video series. I want to do a video series. Like, that would be, you know, my high-value thing. And that's where it started. But I truthfully started with, you know, a camera alone in a room. I think at the time... I had like one young son, so I was super busy. I was acting, working, I was a new mom. So I would go when I could, set up the camera with a little you know, rem remote control. It took me a long time because I really didn't know what I was doing, but I just stayed committed to doing it. And one of the places where that course ended up um, being hosted, at the time we were really struggling with how to host the videos because again, not too many platforms. And my programmer found this company called Udemy, and that's U-D-E-M-Y, Udemy.com. And at the time, you could upload your course to Udemy. You could, you could. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Uh, embed their platform into your website. So essentially you had free hosting. And, um, and I was one of the early people in the personal uh, and professional development space. They were known for tech courses, programming courses, and things like that. And consequently, that company grew and grew and grew to 6 million users strong, 25,000 courses, but unfortunately, one of the top people there because I have this relationship for so many years and I'm, you know, created more and more courses and I'm very um, in touch with the top people there and it's just turned into a really great relationship. Gotcha. Yeah, no, it's good. I mean, it seems like time in and you following your passion played a role into a lot of your success. Um, and, and, but and I think, yeah. oh, sorry to interrupt you, but I think for entrepreneurs now, that's where you can start to like expand your vision and start to see all of the different ways you can build your audience, make an impact and make money. Hmm. So online courses, it's a huge market that's growing and growing and growing. So I really, for, you know, for your, for your audience who's listening, that whole elusive like 10 grand a month, um, online learning is, it's a really, it's an exciting and growing space. So I, I strongly recommend it. Yeah. And, and you would recommend Udemy? Is that what you recommend? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I recommend Udemy. I also host my courses and have exclusive experiences on my own, on my own platform. Mm. Um, but I think that People are the whole online learning. The concept is is really growing and becoming much more where people want to gain some skills. Because I don't know about you. I'm sure you're just as busy as I am. But saying like running off to a workshop for two days yeah. um, is cost prohibitive or time prohibitive. Right. More often time prohibitive. And when you have online learning, you get that lifetime access. You can plug into the information when you need a pick me up when you need a little, you know, you just, you have flexibility. And I think that people, that's a premium for people. No, you're right. I'm, I'm an on-demand guy. You know, I'm part of this generation, the, the millennial generation. So I like right. to have everything on demand. So it's, uh, you know, I've, I've, I don't know if I've been spoiled, but I'm so used to having, you know, things on my phone or, you know, in my computer or I can listen right. to on the gym. So no, right. it's good. Now, right. there's a guy, I don't know, in New York, his name's Ty Roxon. And um, he's just curious about this 1000 watt experience. Yeah. <laughs> and what no one thousand watt presents, right? Yeah, one thousand watt presents. I love that it's your experience. That's good. That's good. I'll take that. One thousand watt presents, and you know, if if I was there, how would you coach me? How would you you know, get my one 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 thousand watt presents? Um, I'm just curious. Absolutely. You know, for me, everything starts with your with your thoughts. I am amazed at how many people, including myself. You know, we live in a very stressful world. 
But your thoughts are really dictating the story of your life and how you live your life and how you think about yourself and the kind of script that you write for the own character you play in life. And I think that while people are familiar with the phrase, you know, the power of positive thoughts, you know, be positive, people don't really comprehend what that really means. And I always begin my work, whether it's with top, top CEOs or teens, it doesn't matter, with something that I, um, it's called energy muscle testing. And it, and well, maybe I'll provide some links in the show notes for you for mm. people to really see what it is. But essentially, it's your body's way of, um, it's, it's for you actually to see that your positive thoughts are having a direct impact on your muscles, making all your muscles strong. And on the flip side, negative thoughts are making all of your muscles weak, like literally like kryptonite to Superman. It's right. just, it's, it's a phenomenal way to give yourself that tangible evidence that what you think really matters. So this thousand watts that I'm talking about, this sort of light that's there is um, is phenomenal in that everybody's born with it, the same amount, all this glorious light. You're just awesome. You're born awesome. And yet, once you go through life and you start to have those fears and people start to tease you when you're little and you have all of this you know, kind of anxiety, you start to slowly, slowly block that light. And you begin to think that you're just a little less than. And we carry those thoughts and feelings and insecurities with us and then we start to believe them. So I am, you know, I couldn't do that. I'm a behind the scenes person. Or, the, you know, that happens, you know, people like him are lucky, not me. Or I don't fit in. I'm too different. And that's a bad thing. And whatever those habitual thoughts are, they start to sort of limit your experiences, limit your belief in yourself. And so, so your choices in life get smaller. So when I started to really examine this whole idea of everybody is amazing and that light is your given light, no one, no one has any more of it than you do, how can I help people unlock those blocks, fears, hesitations, and insecurities so that they can begin to, just at the baseline, feel happier every day? Then once you get that appreciation, once you start to adjust some of those mental blocks, then you can start to build some of the language aspects, talking about yourself. So in the same way, like let's just talk about your own journey. Was there a time in your life where you felt that all of your differences was actually a negative thing, where you didn't fit in? Oh yeah, initially, I, I mean, and this is about, I remember when I was I don't know, 13 and you know, my dad's a diplomat, so we traveled a lot. And mm -hmm. it would be, I would always be the, the, the only this, the only that, person with this accent, person with that accent. And I was always, you know, I always felt like, ah, you know, if only I could be like just the other people so I could be considered cool. Um, but yeah, there, there, were, there were moments. But then, you know, you, you, as you grow older, you realize that you wouldn't trade those experiences for anything because they, they actually form the makeup of who you are. Um, yeah, and then, but how did it make you feel when you would go to a new school? And how, what were those thoughts as you walked up to the first day or you sat down in a new classroom? What were those thoughts that you remember feel, thinking? One of them was I wanted to be invisible, and the other was yeah. I, I wanted to be cool. So they were yeah. they're on two different sides of the spectrum. But yeah. Um, yeah. It was, yeah, it was either if, I, if I'm not cool, I just want to be left alone because everybody's going to think I'm this weird little kid, weird yeah. skinny kid that, <laughs> that didn't know um, how to interact or was socially awkward. Right, so, yeah. right. And then what happened to you that made you finally say enough of those thoughts, enough of that, that, that feeling that is never going to get me anywhere, that's just going to make me feel crappy every day I wake up, did something happen to you that made you switch that that language inside your mind? Yeah, I mean, for me, I did a few things. I learned how to use, you know, I always say use my difference to make a difference. But I learned mm -hmm. how to connect, um, find connectors, right? So mm -hmm. for me, it was sports, geography, and uh, pop culture. So I, yeah. I mean, I learned, I learned, before I went to Burkina Faso, the only sport I knew how to play was soccer. But then I, I, you know, I, I studied basketball, studied tennis, studied all that, and I became such a fan of it that I, you know, my two, I, I after a period of time, went up to the best basketball player and said, "Hey, could you teach me how to play basketball? I really want to learn the game." And those two on two, <gasps> those those two on twos became three on three, four on four, five on five, and all of a sudden I was playing different sports, and we were having these after school moments, and we would just talk, "Hey, sleepover, hey, this," 
it became yeah. friendships with geography when I, since i travel a lot i just i learned capitals of the world and i would you know every time I meet someone i say hey are you from so-and-so i visited so-and-so and it just made me endearing and Nelson mandela says if you speak the language of someone you you get to the heart uh, the heart yeah so yeah. Uh, it was all those things but then I, I also at some point when i came back to nigeria i just realized you know i'm never gonna be what everybody wants me to be and that's too much work uh for me to try and do that why don't yeah. i just become comfortable with who i am and that's actually okay so it yeah. was just like a switch it turned on because i kept hearing you're not this enough you're not enough i was like you know what that's actually okay because we're 7 billion people. Not everybody is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of yep. work to try and be like 6 billion and then, you know, some other yeah. people. So I was like, I'm actually okay with who I am. This is who I was meant to be. And this is how I'm going to carve my own path. You know, Robert right. Frost says, the world has traveled. So it was a combination of me finding ways to grow and connect with people. And also just be, being comfortable with the fact that I'm never going to please everybody. And that's right. okay. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's why we're kindred spirits. I mean, this is your talk. Your, you made the journey to tap into your thousand watts and that's embracing the unique and amazing person that you are, that you continue to be. And by when you're tapped into that energy, articulating yourself, connecting with other people, helping other people along the way, launching a business, all of it becomes so much easier because you have that energy. It's an energy, just like a light bulb. It's an energy. But but by getting rid of those voices that say you can't, suddenly you can and you have more available energy to make more great choices. Yeah. No, like you're... that's that's it. That's it in a nutshell. No, so, you know, perfect. I mean, you know, and it's so it's actually so natural. It's such a natural phenomenon. It's just that we deny ourselves that natural process and we block our ability to naturally connect with it by bad behaviors. Yeah. Pot drinking, uh-huh. you know, all the stuff that, you know, unfortunately our culture is beginning to think more and more is fine. Yeah. Legalization, like, oh, it's fine. It's good. Trust me. You know, the more you use that stuff, the more, the harder it is for you to ever get back to that connection mm-hmm. because it just blocks you. It does. So it does. that's a, that's another conversation. It's another, that's another <laughs> sort of uh, belief I have. It's not, not entirely popular, especially with young people. But that's because they just don't know any differently. Well, it was also not entirely popular where you are right now. You're in the no, area, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> and the, I mean, in the entertainment industry, please. Oh my goodness, they're like, "Who are you, alien girl?" Um, yeah. So I don't care. I, you know, I used to care. I don't care anymore because I'm more committed to helping people than being popular. <laughs> that that that's just it right there. More committed to helping people than being popular. Yeah. And the, the thing with um what you said earlier. I find as entrepreneurs, the biggest obstacle usually is, you know, is ourselves. And you were talking about positive thinking yeah. earlier. That's exactly what it is. You have to be able to have those positive dogmas and the mo- mantras. Yeah. Because there are a lot of times when you fail. A lot of times. Yeah. Like you've had with Seth Godin. Your marketing hero told you, yeah. no. He said, no. no, it's not going to work. And then, you know, if you, if you, you know, if you don't have that mental strength enough to be able to, to believe in yourself, it, it starts to become very shaky and you yeah. know there's no foundation so i believe yep. you're exactly right with that um it's cool so now before i go to more fun things about you someone, <laughs> someone wants to what if someone wants to reach out to you where should they go you know, i know your home base is alexafisher.com right that's right okay. that's right and it's f-i-s-c-h-e-r so for those of you with a pen and paper um but uh but no i think you know you can always find me at alexa at alexafisher.com and in your show notes i can give you all my um, details about Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, which I'm now doing a lot of video on. So there's all kinds of information about me. All right, all right, and then, you know, and the thing you said, everything's on your website, so that's yeah, it's so easy. Everything everyone can link out there. So alexafisher.com, and it's f i s c h e r. That's uh, correct. So it's good. <laughs> so now you're in L.A. Yep. Your mom, your wife, you yep. are your trainer. What do you normally do for fun? How do you manage all this? <laughs> I meditate. No, meditate, I meditate. Okay. Yeah, I do. I've, I've, I've been a you know meditator for many, many years. I go to a weekly meditation group, um, uh, but I think that for me, it's it's what can I, how can I say this? I manage to find time to re-energize myself. I think, and again, I don't know if your crew is really they're they're probably too young for 
parenthood and things like that. But I swore I was so busy before I had kids. I was. I was running around. I was doing a million things. And then once you have kids, you realize how, well, like, what was I doing with my time? Because now I'm really busy. <laughs> and that, you know, that appreciation for your own personal rejuvenation is really important. And my kids, um, oh, I don't know, I'm getting a little echo, so I don't want to ruin your, your recording here. No, you no, I, yeah, no, I don't, I don't. <laughs> oh, good, okay, good. Then I'll just be echoing to myself. <laughs> but that rejuvenation is, is so key because it gives you back that energy um, to give back to others, whether it's your family, your husband, your friends, your everything. It just makes you happier. It gives you perspective. So one thing that I'm really excited about that I'm doing recently is karate. <laughs> karate? Karate, yeah. I... My, I started off with taking my children to this incredible sensei and this, this wonderful dojo that we go to, and I was watching this, and I was so impressed by the life lessons that were being taught, not just the moves and the practice itself, that when the, when the um, sensei said, look, we're going to be starting a, a, a family class, which is it's funny, it's not really a family class, it's just an adult's class, I, I said, you know, why not? And to go back and to be a, a beginner... Like with something that like I'm not really competitive typically, and I'm I'm not uh, I don't work out a lot. Like I just don't have that muscle, and I didn't think that I would like punching, and I just didn't think it was my thing. But oh my goodness, love it, and I love the mental physical challenge. I love the inner discipline, and um, and it, it just rejuvenates me. It's great. So like you know, it's fantastic. So gotcha. yesterday. Yesterday it came, you know, I, I went to I went to karate, had a really intense workout, um, you know, and ended up not ended up, but I also had made plans to go out with a bunch of girls for dinner last night. It was fantastic. So you have to rejuvenate. Gotcha. That's the key. Rejuvenate constantly. Rejuvenate. Meditate. Yeah. Um, yep. All right. All right. Now, um, before we wrap up, yeah, I want a few questions here. I I want I love your energy. I'm just curious where you get your inner drive from. Uh, just because I mean, the, you you said kindred spirits, and it's the same thing. I get. Yeah, I get asked all the time, how do you manage all this? Because you're getting an MBA, you're doing a podcast, you're running a daily publication, you're interviewing all these people, how do you do it? And it's like, you find time to, you know, for me, I yeah. exercise, walk, meditate, uh, you know, I mean, I haven't started meditating yet, but I've heard enough about it, so I should probably try. But I do things to just, that I'm on my own, and I just recharge. Um, yeah. But I'm, my inner drive for me is, you know, I'm the oldest of three boys, I've always been, you know, in the leadership positions and I've always wanted to make an impact and I've always been inspired by, you know, people like Nelson Mandela, uh, mm -hmm. you know, coming from Nigeria, you always have to just hustle, hustle, hustle. So you, you always have to have that inner drive if you want to succeed. So I'm curious yeah. about yours, where yours comes from. Oh, it's such a good question. I do think I was born with, I think that I, I know I came into the world with this idea of, of, helping and this idea of seeing a bigger picture and even when I had a really tough time in, in middle school I went to an all-girls school and I thought the girls were super vicious it's a tough time I think most people are probably somewhat wounded from their you know 13 14 year old experiences oh yeah but there was a yeah I mean like what is I think it must be hormonal I'm not sure but like oh no. and there was a piece of me that always was present that said, like, this isn't right, this isn't right, and I've got to figure out a way to make it better. And I think as now as an adult, I'm now, I'm really making it part of my energy to, to make it better. And that commitment, so that it's not really about me. I mean, of course, as a business owner, you have to think strategically, you have to make money, you have to build a sound foundation, but the energy comes from the commitment to other people. And I am, the more that you connect and the more that you grow, you, you start to receive some feedback that gives you inspiration to keep going. So just yesterday, I got an email that literally I'm reading an email and I just start crying because here's this man who, you know, who I worked with, who literally changed his whole life. And he's saying, uh, you know, just giving me this beautiful compliment that he was helping. He became a teacher, actually. And, uh, and it was his passion to become a teacher, and he had failed the sort of interview the first time, 
So he reached out to me. We worked together. He then landed the job. He's now won awards for the job. And he said yesterday, you know, he's an ex-Marine, and one of his students, a girl, started crying and saying, "How you're such a wonderful teacher. You've impacted my life. And it was like all these things. And he wrote to me. He's like, I can't thank you enough, but I just need your advice. I don't know what to do with crying girls. I, I, I'm a <laughs> Marine. <laughs> like, it was so sweet. And I thought to myself, how lucky, how lucky to just impact one person's life who gets to go on and impact another person's life. Yeah. You know? That's and and I think that that's where you get that inspiration to stay focused, to keep the humility of where can I tweak my business to make it a little bit better? Where can I? I mean, let's look at our relationship for a minute. Right. I, I shunned social media, right? Yeah. I shunned social media because I didn't get it and I was busy doing other things and how could I possibly condense what I wanted to say into 160 characters or less? And yet, when I finally realized what party I was missing, and I started to study and like find people online like you, we connected through Twitter. Yeah. I mean, like, what? And I just thought, this, this is nuts. So, you know, but it's, it takes a lot of humility. And then just keep your eye on the prize, which is making a difference, making a difference, making a difference, making a difference, trusting that, doing the hard work doing the hard work, staying consistent with it. This is not overnight success, but that there becomes a snowball effect and you just start to help more and more and more and more people. I absolutely love it. And, and you said making a difference three times, so I feel like it's only necessary for me to ask you how you use your difference to make a difference. You know, I think I'm not afraid anymore to really talk about who I am and be who I am, and you're right. You say in, in Los Angeles, in particular the entertainment industry, it's it's very uh, it's a little bit like all those cliches that they say and it's you know where people do behavior that's not really you know clean or nice or whatever and um, and I just refuse to play that game I'm in the I'm in the industry still and I still do work um, but I but I really share who I am I don't hide it anymore and it wasn't so cool at first to be a Pollyanna and you know I I, I you know don't use drugs and I I, I rarely ever drink and and because I'm more invested in in the light in the work of the light and I think that that um, you just have to have faith and courage just to be yourself yeah yeah and and so on the outside you know I'm classic all-american you know white girl like you could project all that you want on me right but I finally said I don't care about playing these 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 roles I want to really own my truth and if you want to join that party, great. And if you don't, that's okay too. There's no judgment. But I'm gonna really own who I am. That's that's the thing, right? And because I mean, we're all different. Every single person on this planet is different. It's that uniqueness that you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Everybody yeah. is different, even though you can fit into a category very easily. I can fit into a category very easily, and I'm very familiar with what it is because I play them on television. <laughs> but oh, you would right? know you would know more than anyone else. Yeah. Uh, I know the category I play, believe me. Um, but but you're unique. And it's funny, that idea also helped me in acting because when you're in those audition rooms, you realize that you're not competing with anybody. There's only one you. You're going to do it in your way. You need to prepare and do your best. But after that, it's not up to you. You've got to let it go because you're an individual. Even though you may look like the next chick next to you, it's it's you're not the same. Everybody's unique and beautiful and amazing in their own right. Um, even the people that we bu that bug us, right? They're mm. they have family who think they're the best. So it's it's uh, it's best to try and train yourself to see the best in others and celebrate your own unique qualities and just be happier. Good stuff comes from happiness. Well, I you know I I, <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. I think <laughs> I, I you know I a lot of people look at people from based on what they look like or how where they're from and how they sound, and it's it's often not true. So um, yeah, I think it's I think it's deeper. So all right, well, uh, before I go, do you have any last words as a difference maker to our audience? Oh, last words. I would say just get off your phones, look outside in nature. Focus on at least three, consciously choose three beautiful things a day to look at that inspire you. Mm. I think we, if we especially as, as we become more and more addicted to all these little devices and consuming so much information, we forget that the true essence of our being is actually most at peace in nature. 
Gotcha. And even though you, I know you're walking around the streets of New York City, you can train your mind to find those little moments, even if it's somebody's smile or, um, you know, uh, the beautiful pattern of a, some fabric, that we forget to just connect with things that are not information, that are not, you know, yeah, they're not information. And um, I, know, I don't see that message enough. I really don't. And it's, it's in those moments where I get out of my devices, I go and look at a beautiful flower. I just appreciate the clouds in the sky. Um, I take a big, deep breath of, of fresh, salty sea air. And everything's fine. <laughs> Everything instantly becomes fine. <laughs> so I think, I think that that, you know, ironically, that has nothing to do with communication, but it has everything to do with helping you get back to balance. Oh, well, that's, good, that's my good reminder for the day. <laughs> hey, well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here. You know, connect <laughs> with the world and uh, just make sure you're not just, I guess, you're not losing out on what you could actually um, learn from nature. And, um, yeah, definitely yeah. Huh? Yeah, tune into nature. It'll 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 give you everything you want in spades. And a sense of balance. And a sense of balance. Alexa Fisher, thank you yes! so much. <laughs> That's a wrap. Thank you so much. That's uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I really enjoyed our conversation. Oh, I've enjoyed it too, and I'm totally energized. So keep keep using your difference to make a difference. I am so excited to see where you are going to take your brilliance um, now and into the future. I'm just I'm delighted by the work that you're doing. It's so important, and it's um, it's really blazing a trail for other people. So hats off to you. Likewise, likewise, likewise. Yay. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to use your difference to make a difference, as well as for show notes, head over to www.uidmag.com. Till next time, go out and make an impact in your world. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Market.